I'm good, 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 very good. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna use this, this hour as my sanctuary from the world. Nothing else exists around me anymore except for you and this video, and I cannot be happier about that. So let me just let let let, let me just revel. Let me let me just. I'm I'm excited. I am excited to forget about all of my woes. Please, free you got a me. lot of work going on right now, Joey. Dude, I need to talk to you about what happened this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the bachelor party from hell. <laughs> Dude, Austin, I need to talk to you about what happened this weekend. Now, I am fairly confident that no one pertinent is ever going to listen to this, which makes me feel a little bit more comfortable expressing my thoughts and feelings. Good, good, good. So for anybody who wasn't uh, here last week or, or, or didn't get the context clues by by what Austin just said, um, I spent my weekend at my future brother-in-law, my soon-to-be brother-in-law's bachelor party. Him, me, four of his friends, one of whom was uh, his, his younger brother, went to Pismo Beach. We rented a beach house in Pismo, which is... Uh, central south ish california beach town uh they're they're a little bit famous because they have dunes there's a lot of of sand dunes and there's a lot of people who go do motor motor sporting on the sand dunes side by side polaris's bikes atvs sand rails what have you they they all they all happen there and it's kind of it's kind of the place to go for that stuff so we went to not just celebrate a bachelor party but to go do some atving that sounds great. Until have you been ATVing before? Uh no, actually, I have not. Okay. Have you? Is that a thing that you like? Uh, I got. I went once when I was younger, but uh, I don't think I've gone since. So, was it the ATVing that was the problem for you? You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the ATVing was actually the highlight of the weekend. Um, mm. the, 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 the side-by-sides, which are like a little, little buggies you, you drive on sand that, you know, two people sit side-by-side. So it's like a small little smart car, except meant for, meant for dunes. Less excited about that than the ATV. Also, the ATVs you rented were, were genuinely shit. They were like not very well kept together, but like I had a fun time, like, you know, uh, driving around, getting stuck in sand, uh, shifting my weight back and forth, trying to, uh, keep my testicles from being too injured by the seat i had i had a good time atving it's everything else that was mild to moderate to severely problematic for me um i don't know i i i think the best way to describe the way that i felt this weekend was um and, and i don't even know if this is true this is just an assumption i feel like I must have experienced what introverts feel like when they spend a full weekend with extroverts and they come home and are just exhausted because I was so mentally drained from being around these people that like I didn't know and also I'll get to are so comically different from that that, that I was just straight up struggling to survive. Because you had a chameleon. You said you might have to chameleon. And we talked about how they were very different than you, that group of friends. We talked about their fox hoodies, and you were going to have to chameleon all weekend long. 
I there was some chameleoning and some turtling, and I didn't okay. chameleon on like the vile parts. Like I, I was talking, I, I have I have a good friend. His family's all from Kentucky. He kind of left them, and like when he goes back, he struggles to like you know be in that environment because they're so different belief structure wise, politically, what have you, right? Like I I had that situation. It felt like I was in Kentucky for the weekend, so. <laughs> <laughs> so so the first thing that happens is that like i i roll up i'm ready we're, we're gonna go ahead and get in the car we're, there's gonna be five of us that pack into a ford raptor which fits five people also nice truck and uh i i, I mentioned that a lot of these people are like truck people i drive up and and i see that the ride it is is a is a lifted ford raptor and the <laughs> ford logo on the front it has been uh-huh. decaled over to be an American flag Ford text. So, so God so, bless them, the good old boys of America. <laughs> so red flag number one is 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 that I I'm looking what, at this what, truck. What's a red flag about that, Joey? Patriotism? Is there is that a red flag where you come from? <laughs> yes. Sorry. So, continue. <laughs> I I I am staring down the barrel of a a lifted red truck with an american flag for decal on and i'm like okay this is what i expected this is just funny right like 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 this is the introduction and i know like oh everything that i thought was gonna happen is going to happen on this trip i knew as soon as i saw the vehicle and you know what it's okay we drove up we drove up i'm I, i'm gonna go into in, in, into probably more detail than i should we drove up and on the way we were gonna stop at jersey mike's because someone wanted a sandwich. And you know what? Me, big Jersey Mike's <laughs> fan. Hashtag Team Liquid. Am I right? Speaking of Jersey Mike's. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. and I was like, oh man, I can like tell some fun stories about this Jersey Mike's commercial that I shot over the weekend. And um I I don't think they were received as fun stories. It might it might have been my storytelling. It it, it might have been that no one cared that that i was filming a jersey mike's commercial maybe people were just playing it cool instead of being like wow he's so hollywood didn't go over super well but the jersey mike's that we went to had a mask requirement had a mask requirement like most businesses in los angeles do and uh one homie just goes in without a mask and he's like ah don't worry like they have some they'll give one to me and they're like no sir we don't have any masks can you please go get one and then he like Gum turns back around, looks at us, does the whole eye roll, like, oh, okay. Walks back to the truck, grabs Liberals, the... am I right? <laughs> COVID. I'm pretty sure this person's not vaccinated. At least one person in this truck oh was God. not vaccinated. I'm almost certain of it. Mm. The, uh, he comes back and, like, he intentionally puts the mask on under his nose as, I think, mm. like, a very subtle... I'm assuming it's a very subtle fuck you, right? And the person behind the counter is like, hey, if I'm going to take your order, I need you to put your mask on all the way. And he's just like, I like oh, this guy. I like fine. this guy. <laughs> put it over your nose. <laughs> fine. Fine. So so we, we, we do that. We eat our sandwiches. We, we leave. And in the parking lot, homie starts to get mad at this old disabled couple who were blocking some of the parking spots because they're like getting out of the car with their walkers and they kind of parked poorly to do it. And I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. It has been no more than an hour. And not only am I staring into the barrel of an America truck, you also won't wear a mask. Hate that people are asking you to and are getting mad at old people for getting out of a car who needs a walker because they didn't park right. 
dude, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fucking disaster. And guess what? All of my intuition was correct. It proceeded to be a disaster. Let me give you some highlights. Let me give you some, let me give you some highlights. Okay. The best of. The best of because I I I really don't want to. I really. Don't... We arrive. Not everybody went in the same truck. There was a sixth person who came from a different location, who who brought his own tr- lifted truck and and his smoker and all that. It's great. He cooked us so much food. It was very nice. But also, this person brought, um, this person brought cornhole. And I nice. go and I go to help them unload the cornhole from their truck. Big, you know, like professional wooden cornhole boards. The boards are decaled with with the uh, with the thin blue line, uh, blue lives matter American flag. Which for those of you who haven't seen, I'm, I'm sure most Americans know, but for anybody who is unaware, like there's a version of the American flag that's really popular as like a symbol for the police force, especially in 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 wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, where just where everything is grayscale but one line is blue and the blue line represents cops. It's basically. And and I and I and I know I don't want to make this hyperbole. It's basically a hate symbol. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we we had the Black Lives Matter and and basically people were uh protesting and stuff and saying like, hey, there's a lot of racism that goes around. Can cops just uh maybe treat uh people of color uh, in a decent way? And and uh, cops and and some of the people who support them were like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh develop the the thin blue line i love that one yeah so um we have neighbors right like we pull up to a beach house it, it, it is a house where the patio is going onto the beach it's beautiful it was it was like mm-hmm. i'm so glad that that we were there it was really cool um and then we we had neighbors who were walking by like 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 a group of like like a multicultural group of people and meanwhile i am standing outside playing cornhole with a bunch of white dudes on this thin blue line cornhole set and all i wanted to do all i wanted to do was just like walk over to them and be like hey i just want you to know that i actually don't support that and actually this is my cornhole set um i like like i i, I, I under- i'm just trying to get to know my brother-in-law i, I think he's an asshole <laughs> i understand what the optics look like right now i understand that you think with a high degree of confidence that i am a piece of shit but i need you to know that this is not my cornhole set please um Anywho, I did, I did get to tell them that the next day. I'm like, by the way, that's that's not, that's not mine. So I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's kind of gross. And I'm like, believe me, I know. <laughs> um, so before we even went on the trip, my sister messaged me that morning and said, Joey, you have to behave. And I'm thinking to myself... <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, Cap, that Joey, you have to behave is in reference to like, oh, it's a bachelor party. Better not do cocaine and strippers like, you know, whatever. (laughs) No, what she meant was is that I could not get in a fight with anybody and not like a raw. I'm going to I'm going to punch you fight like a she's like, you can't talk to them because you won't be able to control yourself. And you will just, <laughs> just, just obliterate them. And God Why bless Why was she okay with you going on this trip then? Why did she not step in and she, be like, this is a bad idea? She, she suggested that it was a bad idea. Why didn't you listen to her? Why didn't your brother-in-law listen to her? 
Because I'm in the I told you it was a bad idea, and she had more information and confirmed it was a bad idea. Everybody on the outside was looking at this, telling you it was a bad idea, Joey. You're right. I, I think that positive things came from it. A couple okay. things. One, I yeah. did genuinely get to connect with my future brother-in-law a little bit better, and I think that going forward, our relationship is going to be better. Okay. Big, big, big win. That 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 was worthwhile, a value use at the time. Also, I have more experience putting up with people who were like incredibly insufferable. Um, and and I think that as as a growth opportunity, I I was able to just you know suppress and bottle. Mm. Suppress and bottle because you that, might. That's what all the therapists shoot for. Suppress <laughs> and bottle. You know, that's that's the life life skill that they all want you to learn. <laughs> Good job, Joey. Okay, you know, um, touche. Point to you. Um, some other some other highlights. Some other highlights. Um, someone cheered on a Confederate flag. <laughs> of course they did. They cheered it on. We we, we were driving like, down. How did it come up? We we are driving down the beach because in Pismo you can kind of drive on the beach for little stretches, and uh-huh. you know it, it, it's like two lanes on the beach. And coming against us, coming towards us, is a giant lifted truck with like an American flag, a flag that says "Impeach Biden," and then and then a and then a Confederate flag. And someone goes, "Oh." Man, that's that's what I'm talking about. And like rolls down the window, pumps their fists and honks. The driver did that. And meanwhile, I I, I my window is also correct. Take it off his cowboy head. <laughs> I I could not believe. I cannot believe that that I was I was in the car when someone cheered on a Confederate flag. I I it's been I felt so disgusting. I felt so disgusting. Um, other things. <laughs> did, did they happen to bring up the great state of Jefferson? Have you heard of that one? No. It's time to take back California. The state of Jefferson is this uh, a, a attempted idea to basically um, uh, have the northern part of California and the southern part of Oregon split off from their uh, prospective states to, to form a 51st state. Uh, and it's notably because northern part of California and southern part of, of Oregon are, are more right-leaning. So they don't want to be attached to their liberal states, you know? So they want to form their own state. The That's... great state of Jefferson. <laughs> I hate that. Um, <laughs> with a fiery passion. So um, what else happened? What else happened? Um, I, 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 was, I was witness and around for like... A lot of catcalling, which I didn't know happens anymore. Oh, that's, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I think that I was with the men that most of my female friends go, ugh, men. Like, those are the people that I was with. Because every woman felt like we were objectifying her. Whether it be, like, fat shaming which was gross or commentating on just people's features, which is also gross and not like in a, Oh wow. She's pretty more like a dude. Look at that fucking badonka talk. Am I right? I'd go smash that. Yeah, dude. Oh fuck. Like, like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, these are like, these are like human beings. <laughs> I, I was, I was just, I, I can't believe, like your, your, uh, your brother-in-law's friends sound like fucking cartoon characters. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, 
Uh, It's two of them in particular who were like not great. Um, Mm. My brother-in-law was not doing this stuff, but the fact that he was like, you know, these are his influences. These are his friends, right? Like, like these, Mm -hmm. like, like some of this lives inside of him. And even though he's not the person who's cheering on the Confederate flag, his friend does like his best friend does that. Right. Like that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. That's vile. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. vile. Um, Yeah. Just, just like a lot of being mad at people like, like everybody's like always like out to get you or like ah oh, man that bitch keeps on looking back at me because you know she wanted this table and we got it first like she needs to just leave me alone like i, I see i see your dirty looks like i get it i got the table lady like pe- like or, or or like just road rage that that i was watching like mm. I, I, I really don't get people who are like mad when other people just drive the speed limit like <sighs> yeah that's fair that's um, I get I get a little bit of road rage. Uh, my father gets a lot of road rage, and uh, you know that that is part of the reason why I keep it to only a little bit because I don't want to be like my dad when it comes to him driving. <laughs> the, the road rage is just it's comical when I'm when I'm in the car with him. What he gets mad at? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like these these people were just like angry. Mm. They're, 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 they're just angry and it's hard to connect with them too because like what what am I good at talking about um, media games which is a subset of media politics mm-hmm. which I can't talk about um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like general like news I like like pop culture and like the, our, our Venn diagram of interests was much less like a Venn diagram and more like two circles next to each other <laughs> that didn't really touch because they, they, like all, all they care about is like trucks and fantasy football and like being racist so um <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun that's fun that's uh that sounds like you had a great weekend and I don't believe you at all when you say that you connected better with your brother-in-law and you're going to have a better relation. But I feel like no matter what kind of connect, no matter what kind of heartfelt conversation you guys had, I feel like that's entirely offset by everything that surrounded that trip and what you know his influences are. The fact that he was not partaking in like the disgusting and vile stuff. It, it, it is like a little ray of light shining through the thunderstorm of being like, okay, I'm not watching you be some kind of ist, right? Like mm. you're not, you're not the person catcalling. You're not the person, you know, well, making fun y- of people. Y- you're, you're just around the person catcalling when his future brother-in-law is there in the building. And he, <laughs> he is yet to marry. I'm hoping, yet. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's the case. I'm pretty mm. sure that's the case. He is definitely mm. like the most mild out of his friends. And I think okay. that it's just his influences are bad. His younger brother, though, is definitely more like he leans into being shitty more. But but uh, br- brother in law, I think is I think is more mild. So I'm hopeful. But. Oh man, like I, I, I walked away. I needed like the rest of Sunday to just decompress. Like I went to Dairy Queen. I went to like the van store to look at shoes. I went to the gym. I went on a jog. I, I rode my bike for almost two hours. Like I went to bed early. Like I, I needed a lot to try and heal myself because I was just so emotionally exhausted dealing with these people and not saying anything. And at the end, 
I was like getting much closer to saying things and starting to say things, at least stuff that I felt like I had some agency to like, uh, one, one of the people was like, Oh man. Uh, like, like they, they were, they were talking about someone who was like overweight, who was walking by us. Um, pretty overweight. And they're like, man, like, do you know about those obesity statistics in America? Isn't it wild that like, you know, 55% of the population's obese. Like we've God, we're, everyone's a fat fuck. Mind you, all these people are like bodybuilders that I'm with. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, well, I'm obese. I'm, I'm, I'm 5'10 and 200 and X pounds. Like that, that classifies me as obese. Right. So if you're going by the BMI statistics, like, yeah, I'm a ob- you're not talking about me. You're talking about that person who's like a hundred plus pounds overweight. So like, why, like, who cares? What's your point? And then they're like, uh, and that's the only time that like I talked back to them because I felt like I, there was something that I could personally uh, chime in on. But like, dude, I, I, I don't know how people do it. I, I don't know how people like, I, I feel like I have a new level of respect for anybody who like lives in and around people who they disagree with all the time. I've really built I, a bubble. Uh... You have built a bubble. I, uh, I, I, I've just gotten very good at the, uh, <laughs> have I ever told you this? There was one time when I was working, uh, at Join Dota and, um, there was a conversation going on and this conversation I thought was incredibly stupid. Um, and, and it did not paint, uh, a person in a very good light. And, um, and I, and just in general, I thought it was a stupid conversation. Uh, this, this argument that was happening, and and Blitz says that uh, he he remembers looking over at me, and I I look was looking down at my phone like very intent, and I think I had my <laughs> headphones on or something like that. And he said that my phone was off. <laughs> he said you weren't staring at anything. You just you just were looking at your phone intently, trying not to be a part of the conversation. And I'm like, yeah. So when when people uh when people do those sort of things, whenever like they have conversations like that, that I that I'm just like uh, annoyed by, and or I think it's really stupid, or you know, like anything like that. It's it's like I get the white noise. You know, that person starts speaking, and I just get. <laughs> I so that's all I get from them. I've taken fake phone calls before to get out of situations, and I, yeah. and I and I've done that more than once. Like like if if I if I can walk away, I'll be like, oh hey, oh yeah, what's up? <laughs> oh no, it's it's not really a big deal. Is is like everything okay? Yeah, sure. That's yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, <laughs> what time do you think you would need me? Oh, right now. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, if if you want to send it over later, we could always just like. I, I, I can watch it down. I can give some notes. And then I, I don't think the client needs it until tomorrow. Yeah. You, yeah. No. Have you talked to Heather about that? I, I, I can do that for, I, I, I can riff like that for like five or 10 minutes. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a very good skill to have to, uh, cause, cause there's just too many, too many, uh, <laughs> too many people with wrong opinions out there in the world, especially if it's your family, right? Cause you're like, you, there's only so far you can really go with family if you still want to keep seeing them, you know? Yeah. Well, I survived. Uh, mm. I think that you told me two or three times over the weekend to to leave and to get sick. So, 
Um, I told you, you should have faked an illness. I, I, I made it through legitimately by talking to like five to seven of my friends and just like letting them know the stuff that was happening just so that I could tell someone in the moment instead of think about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that yeah. found that that was a helpful strategy. But um, I I just talked uh, for over 20 minutes about uh, nothing that's important aside from my own mental health. Um, but rumor has it that um, people can buy TI tickets and like talent was. Hold on. Wait a second. Did I just take the top of this show being selfish and talking about myself when really I should be here praising you, Cap? Ti ten talent inviting. Mm-hmm. Who would have? Who who would have guessed? Who would have? I was on the edge of my seat. I I didn't know if if you were gonna get bumped for someone, but you did it, it's buddy. True. It's true. I did it. I locked it down. Another Ti baby. Done it again. The uh, <laughs> as one Reddit comment said, uh, why did he get invited? He didn't do anything all year. <laughs> Which we'll get into that in a second. We'll talk about the uh, TI invites, all that sort of, all that infuriating stuff. But I also had a uh, a very exhausting uh, weekend, though I did not go anywhere. I should have asked. I was uh, I was casting some Mobile Legends Bang Bang. I love that Bang Bang is in the official part of the title. <laughs> I know, me too. She shot me down, Bang Bang, like. <laughs> Slacks and I would just talk to each other whenever we wanted to play together. She's like, "You want to bang bang right now? Trying to bang bang, bro? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Get on that bang bang. Come over. Let's bang bang. You want bang, bro? It's uh, that's a that's a different website. I promise. Um, It's it's a it's a great title, Uh, especially when they have uh, they also have a character called uh, Uranus. Or uh, Uranus, depending on your uh, pronunciation. They have a they have a hero that's actually quite a good hero called Uranus, uh, and they also have a uh, their version of Roshan is called the Lord. Everyone just refers to him as the Lord. So as you can imagine, I had some fun with uh, mixing up that combination of phrases. Bang bang, my lord! <laughs> what the Lord's coming for Uranus? Watch out! Oh man, that was a, that was a fun time. Fun time. Also incredibly stressful. Walk, incredibly tiring. So walk me through what you did this weekend. Like so, so were you? Was was it just Saturday, Sunday? Was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Mm-hmm. What what were your responsibilities? Like what were you actually hired uh, to do? First responsibility was Wednesday setting up that. Uh, so all the equipment. If I've already taken it down and put it back in. Um, basically, I had. Uh, a bunch of lights and a green screen, big old green screen behind me and everything. Uh, so that was like a, sort of a, a tech rehearsal. Uh, and then we had an actual rehearsal uh, on Friday where we had to, you know, go through things. So that was probably about four hours uh, of work. And then Saturday starting and I think call time was 930. We started at 11. Uh, we did another rehearsal and then started the show at uh, 11. That went till about like 4 or 5 p.m. And then Sunday, for whatever reason, we started at 1 p.m. Uh, and then we ended up going to like 8 p.m. Uh, so it was four best of threes on the first day and then three best of threes and a best of five. So the second day was longer mm-hmm. because it had a best of five grand finals and we started later. Uh, so I was... Not super happy about that, but yeah, I pretty much uh, sat in this chair 
Um, so the production team that hired me is called E-Stars. They're the same guys who did the WSOE. Uh, if anybody remembers, there was the tournament, uh, like Richard Lewis was uh, a part of WSOE at one point in time, and they did uh, Dota tournaments, and they did um, some fighting games and stuff like that, and they did uh, three Dota tournaments, I think, in total. I think I only uh, managed to attend one of them. They were in Las Vegas. Uh, it's done by, like, the same overall company that does the World Series of Poker. So WSOE, the World Series of Esports, mm -hmm. basically, is what they were they were trying to go for. And um, so the production company behind them is called E-Stars. And they have hired me and Slacks because um, they, they liked us a lot for uh, a couple different things now. They, they hired me for For Honor, if anybody remembers when I was talking about this time around. Uh, For Honor isn't a MOBA, uh, and so this time around they're doing this uh, mobile game that is called Mobile Legends Bang Bang. It's basically started off as a straight-up copy of League of Legends and then kind of went its own way. Good thing, too, because the, the game is so much more fun to, to watch and play than League of Legends, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and it's huge in Southeast Asia. It's huge in China, uh, where I believe it goes by the name Arena of Honor or something like that. Um, it's massive in China. Um, but this version, which is like the non-Chinese version, uh, Mobile Legends is uh, really big in Southeast Asia and a little big in Brazil, I think. Um, not so much North America, Europe, anything like that, but it's just massive in Southeast Asia. Um, so, in fact, I think our... Um, I think we have like well over a hundred thousand views on the YouTube video um, for okay. day one and day two of the qualifiers. So uh, gives you some perspective different from For Honor, which was cool game, but like zero community behind it, uh, sadly. So and yeah, so I just uh, sat here. The problem with E-Stars shows is that they are nonstop. We have like a two and a half minute break, probably two or three times. Uh, throughout the whole thing other than that it's like go 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 because it's just me slacks and an expert and so we open the show with a panel and we close out the show and we're i'm casting every game that's happening and i'm also doing the post-game panel the pre-game panel like it's just i'm constantly on air and talking and doing things and so the shows are exhausting and casting is uh casting a game you're unfamiliar with is even more exhausting because if you think about it you just you see something you like i see a sun strike i instantly know it's a sun strike in dota when i see mountain shocker in mobile legends i i have to like i see this effect i think oh that's this character's ultimate it's called mountain shocker and like i have to like actually think through what i'm trying to say uh which just makes the whole casting process a lot a lot more tiring i was exhausted after both of the days <laughs> i just didn't want to do anything uh after that was done do, so are, are there any teams uh that that like any organizations that we would know who are playing in the event or is it like no. all like like no. pickup teams? they are all they are all uh just high uh mmr players uh people who play ranked matchmaking together uh, there is one team ish um but they don't have like a sponsor they're called btk they're the ones who won the whole thing they were like the huge massive favorites um and they've just they've been like undefeated uh champs for like five years or something like that 
So they're like the five time, I don't know if it's five years, five time world champs or uh, NA champs rather. Uh, and so, yeah, they won the whole thing and they were, they're going to be going to Southeast Asia to compete against all of the really good Southeast Asian teams. And I'm guessing they're going to get stomped. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. The The big thing was that Mobile Legends basically expanded their version of Worlds to include North America, which it did not before. So that's part of the reason why E-Stars was hired to do the production for the show and part of the reason I and Slacks were hired because I don't think there's much of a North American Mobile Legends uh, talent scene. Well, but good thing I, you brought a lot of people to the broadcast, like myself, who definitely watched um yes what was definitely what, what was the hardest part of, of doing it once you actually got into the flow i mean it's just it's just learning all the abilities by sight and name right because uh my co-caster dave he was saying like oh it's okay to call you know ability one ability two ability three but even then like some of these some of these heroes i legitimately have never played right because it's also a paywalled game so i don't own the hero Mm-hmm. that I see on the screen. And I also, the meta was different from North America to Southeast Asia. There was only Southeast Asian games I could watch. I had no idea what was going to be picked in North America. Once it got going, then I could hone down what heroes I needed to actually learn and, and understand more about. Uh, but like going into that first day, I was totally blind, you know? And so there was just heroes being picked up that I'd never even seen before. And so I had to literally just read what their abilities were, digest that, try and think of what the ability would look like. And when it appeared on the screen, I hopefully it would connect, you know, but there's a whole bunch of flashing, flashing shit that's going on. And I, I don't necessarily recognize everything. So day one, I would say casting was pretty meh. I would say it was not good. Uh, is how I would describe it. And uh, did you look for or like get any feedback? Like, like did you did you look back and see what people were saying about you? Or uh... there was a Reddit thread that was complaining. Well, I started off with the YouTube because um, it was on YouTube and Twitch. I started off with the YouTube chat open. Uh, that was a mistake. Most of it was in in um, in Tagalog, so that was probably like eighty percent of it. But some of the twenty percent English that was coming out uh there there was definitely some flame in there so i was like all right well this is useless <laughs> well that's not uh, good for my mental state <laughs> yeah exactly and then um the there was a reddit thread that was flaming the production because they basically had the labels wrong because they were going through the api and so when these players would pick their hero sometimes they would swap but the role wouldn't swap with them so oh, like no. the post game the post game production would be like here's this jungler right and it's obviously not a jungler it's it's some side lane hero or something like that so like that was just all messed up cuz their api like they were just hooked into whatever was picked at the time but they couldn't keep up with the swaps that were going on so they just had this player pick this hero and this is their position so uh that was um it was the red thread was flaming that I and I did peek in there and I saw uh, not too many comments about the casting. There was one comment that said the casting was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another comment that said um, it said something like it was kind of uh, I actually kind of enjoyed uh, listening to um, to Capcast, uh, e- even if, you know, he didn't know what he was talking about. And it was kind of cringe sometimes. It was also kind of cool. <laughs> 
And I was like, nice. That's about the best I could hope for. Honestly. <laughs> that, that That's a compliment. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, it was an acceptable amount of cringe. That, yeah. that, that That's the Yelp review. Four stars. Acceptably cringy. Yeah. For, for like me trying to like cram a MOBA within like two weeks, you know, and that was the first time I'd ever casted it before. I was like, you know what? This, you know, as long as I'm not getting like mega hate threads, I'm pretty happy. Like negative comments. Like I, I expect that. Like I, at this point in time, I feel like it should happen. I should get flamed. I'm not like I'm not a good caster for this. Um, how did and, and, how did Jake do? Did, uh, did, did, Jake did, did fine. I mean, Jake is just you know he's he's a host and he's an entertaining guy and, and we had a lot of fun um, keeping I'm, the show going and all that. I'm scrubbing through the vod and um, production note: your lighting much better than his. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Did are you looking at the YouTube video right now? I am. Okay. Did you want to scroll down and read some of those comments? Okay, hold on. Because that's me... that's where I was. That's where I was leading to. So the day one, I saw the Reddit thread and I saw like some live YouTube chat, and I was like, a little negative, but honestly, it could be so much worse. Because I I think I probably deserve some negative feedback. Like I did not feel ready to cast that. And then after the whole thing was over. I went to the YouTube video and I started reading the comments and I was blown away. Wait, hold on. I, I, I just searched for cap because I didn't want to read everything and hold on. Wait a second. Everything is positive. Yes. And that's what's up. It's all incredibly nice and positive. The YouTube comments. Like I believe me. I remember joining Dota. YouTube comments are terrible to go through. They're at, they're, they're not worth looking at. Because if they will actively harm your mental health. These YouTube comments were incredibly nice and supportive. And everybody was talking about how what a great job the casting was. Amazing casting. We love Dave. We love Cap. Oh, you know, Slacks is hilarious. I love that guy. You know? I, I was just like, Jesus. Cap did his homework. Just... Cap did his homework and was able to keep up even when things got fast-paced. It's good to see Montoon leveraging the experience of veteran donor personalities to add flair to their own events. Yeah. So I was uh, a bit flabbergasted at that. Um, I'm only going to put it... I'm not going to say the casting was good, though I do think I did a much better job in, in um, the second day. But um, I, I think the improvement was, was... I think I improved a lot from day one to day two. But... Um, I, I'm I am I'm just gonna say that I think this is simply because this is a, a, a community, an esports community that is not spoiled <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, you know, they were just happy that we were doing a, a nice production and putting on a, a good show for a uh, a uh, qualifier for a region that is not, you know, a big region. So Yeah, this was uh, big for them. Incredibly nice. You know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who were like, holy shit, this is finally our time. They they got slacks. Yeah. So uh yeah, that felt that felt great. Um that was that was really, really nice. Um because you know, it's it's like I'm not gonna lie. I did it for the paycheck. Kind of. I did it for the paycheck, but I also did it for like experience doing other jobs, right? I'm always looking to be able to do something different. Yes. Um and to like build up because it's just like 
where am I going to be 10 years from now? Like, you don't really know. So I think it's important to be able to get to take jobs to whatever you can. And I figure it would be fun experience. I love working with Slacks. So I'll, I'll, I'll do any production with Slacks. Just, just I'll put that flat out there. If you hire Slacks, and I, I will be a part of that. Um, just cause I love that guy and I have so much fun with him. So, uh, yeah, so I, but I did not do it for like any passion of the game or anything like that. Um, and so Which I naturally okay. felt bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's okay, but I naturally felt bad. Cause you know, I was just like, in a way you feel like, am I taking this job from somebody else? Who's like actually passionate about the game and like, you know, I and I also have like respect for communities. Like, I feel like a caster should come in being understanding and respectful of the community and, and their passion for the game. You but know? that's like that's, you should try and learn as much as possible. That's that's not your decision. Someone yeah, else yeah, made yeah. that decision to to have you yeah. over someone who you know might have been a little bit more seasoned, right? Like. Yeah. I don't think you should feel guilty for something that like wasn't your call. Like a producer said, there's more value in slacks and cap than X and Y, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's more so like if I did not do a good job uh, researching and preparing for the event, then I would feel guilty in some way. But like I honestly did do a lot of research and a, a lot of work like preparing for the event. And I work really hard to like be better like from day one to day two. And so I, I like, I don't, I, I don't feel guilty no matter what, because I put in the work and I try to do a good job. So I have a question. Yeah. For the people, I'm raising my hand because I have a question for everybody on the video. Did you get to play the sniper champion? <clears throat> Was it actually broken? Um, no, I didn't bother with playing her because my, cause I, I got a chance to talk to, we have this guy, um assassin dave he's a big youtuber for mobile legends and mobile games in general and uh i was asking him uh, about the meta and he said she's probably not gonna get picked at all so i didn't bother even touching her because i didn't like i didn't want to put it like i'm trying to soak up as much as humanly possible any information that is not going to be useful is bad uh and then she ended up getting picked anyway so she only got picked once, but she did end up getting picked. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I really should have played her. Fuck. So, yeah. So that was uh, a lot of fun. It, it was hellish doing it. Um, it's just a, a lot of, it's a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of on-air time. That's just constant. But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, I would do it again, honestly. Uh, Mobile Legends is like very fast paced so you know they, it, it actually will exceed dota's pace when it comes to kills per minute as you would kind of expect from a mobile, mobile game um but yeah games are anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes and there's like a, you know probably anywhere from 40 to, to 60 70 kills so it's just non-stop action so it's pretty fun in that regard well I look forward to not downloading it so I can keep playing Pokemon. Um, <laughs> you weren't the only person invited to the international because okay. Slacks was also going to be there. So basically, you're there together like you were saying, right? Like, just hire you together. That, that, that's the way to get you to go somewhere? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, you'd still have to pay me a good rate. <laughs> but, like, you know. 
if you can agree to Slack's nice rate, because I think we just get paid the same for these events. If you could agree to both of our rates, then yeah, you'll get us both. So I'm gonna. Do you want to hire us for any game that you want? <laughs> competitive. We're available. Competitive Hitman Three Ghost Mode. I have no idea what that means. Catherine full body one v ones. I, I, you know, I just want to say I have, I have so much respect for uh, people like like Red Eye. I think it's a little different when you're a host. Um, you just have to learn about the the teams and players more, and you don't have to learn as much about the game. But anybody who's multi game in general, uh, I have a lot of respect. And Red Eye was obviously one of the more prominent hosts that would go uh, bounce around from All game, over the game place. to game. And I, I think it's a lot of work to go into to learning. Uh, about a game in a community that you aren't already in, immersed in, it's uh, it's a lot of shit to do. So, yeah, a lot of respect for anybody who does that. So, talk to me about Ti. Ah, fucking! You know, I got such a wonderful treatment from uh, from the Mobile Legends Bang Bang community. Uh, contrasting it with the Dota community is fucking yikes, bro. I <laughs> so I know I I actually don't know exactly what you want to talk about here, aside Ooh. from knowing that you were a little bit upset over the last forty eight hours. I haven't done a lot of reading because I was in Magaville this weekend. So um, <laughs> so you're gonna have to catch me up to speed on on I guess why you are. You're 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 feeling some burn. And now I'm just imagining a a parody of that uh, Buffett song, Margaritaville. Wasting away again. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> need a syllable. Yeah, you need another <laughs> syllable. Uh, yeah. So Ti invites, talent invites went out, um, and there was a lot of talent um announced i have not actually i probably should have checked this beforehand but i feel like it's the most talent that they have um invited um i think there was 32 names in total on the list um three of those names are observers and then at least one or two of those names are also um behind the scenes production people i believe both hotbed and dakota um, Dakota was supposed to be behind the scenes last year or uh, at TI9, but then uh, DJ Wait didn't end up going and stuff, and Dakota filled in, and he did a fantastic job. So uh, I'm honestly expecting him to be in front of the camera again because I think he did such a great job. But um, same yeah, with uh, f- well, is 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 Purion also probably a producer, or you think he's on? Camera? No, no, Purion's uh, hosting the the late game show. So oh, I guess that counts. Uh, yeah, I I, I seldom so, think about that as part of the broadcast, but but you're yeah. right. Yeah. So if you if you look at like the Wickram um tweet, like the top six people are all hosts. So Shiver, Frankie, Samichu, uh, Avo, Avo Plus actually got invited, which I was super happy for him because we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, right? Where I I said I thought this guy was he I thought he was just gonna rocket uh, upwards because I thought he was just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said, I would probably be working with him sometime next year. And, um, turns out I'm working with him, uh, this TI. So he's going to be a host, not actually a, a caster, but, 
um, a host of some kind. Super interested to see what Valve does with him. Slacks as normal, and then Perian Flax, um, which he's probably for the late game show because I think that was a really great show they put on last year. So, uh, yeah, those are all your hosts. And then there are, again, some observers listening at the end. And then for whatever reason, there's Hotbed right there in the, the middle, though pretty sure he's just doing, like, interviews and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, the, the list got announced. There's a lot of people there, um, but not enough people. Not enough people for, for Reddit. Reddit was uh, very mad. Why very didn't mad. you hire everybody? <laughs> is, is that what it sounded like? Yeah. It it did kind of sound like that. Um, so uh, the the very obvious person that did not get announced, uh, that did not get invited, is B Cop. Um, I feel like sometimes people have short memories because every year there's somebody who should have been invited um, that people get mad about. Um, however, this year was particularly vitriolic because um, it just slides into the pre-existing controversy and and i'm saying controversy but sometimes i want to say con uh conspiracy theory um that that uh all of the talent hate southeast asia and work together in a cabal of nepotism to only get our best friends hired and <laughs> anyway Which, the whole thing just devolved real badly true. because it's well Sometimes it's true. <laughs> the, uh, don't yeah. don't joke. Don't joke about that. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't joke about that. So Beacon didn't get invited. Of course, a lot of people have been pulling him for to for him to get invited to this TI. Um because been basically he's he's put himself forward as like the caster for the Chinese region from the English side of things, and then that naturally spiraled into him being also the caster of the Southeast Asian side of things because of the way the DPC worked. Right. And PGL only hired one play by play caster for both their Southeast Asian and Chinese um, uh, DPC mm -hmm. regions. Right. And that was B Cop. So B Cop effectively became the play by play caster for both of those regions. He did both the seasons and he did both the regions. Uh, and they didn't have another play by play caster. He might have been the person right. who worked the most games in the DPC this season. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, maybe in the DPC, but um, I know somebody put out a, a stat, something like that. Um, I think it was like over the last year or two or something like that. Um, it was actually uh, Mike NPL, uh, the John and, and uh, NPL combo, um, who's actually put in uh, the most games over the last year, two years or something like that. Uh, those guys were kind of pulling double duty because occasionally they would do, I think, Southeast Asian games. They were also doing North American games. I don't know if they did any SA. Uh, Avo Plus also was bouncing around. If if you included Spanish broadcasts, I would guess he was probably the number one mm -hmm. uh, for just sheer volume of games. But uh, honestly, I, I don't, I couldn't say for sure. Um, all I know is that like there is at least competition for uh that bit and yeah so like so he's just set up as the southeast asian chinese caster because he's the only play-by-play -play that was hired right like I'll, I'll tell you something like kyle did try and pitch me and him to for pgl to work the the chinese and southeast asian dpc and uh pgl never gave me a call back for that one so Oof. uh you know like so we ended up doing esl because they 
they agreed to our rates and they put on a really good product. And so that's where we ended up going. So this problem is kind of like set up, right? It's like, if you only have one play-by-play caster, then that person just naturally becomes the face of that region, right? Mm -hmm. And Valve decides not to invite them. And this collides into the whole BSJ, Animajor, that's that whole thing where um, Southeast Asia feels like they are, and, and, and I think there is a kernel of truth to this, that they are an ignored region. Um, the truth is, is that you're not the only ignored region. I think every single talent working a region, no matter what region they're working, probably is not paying attention to every other region. Yeah. There's just too many games going on. There's just too many games. You're like, you want to do the best for the region that you're covering. And uh, that means that you don't get to, to be able to watch every single game in every other region. It's just the way it goes. Uh, even the casual viewer doesn't do that because, again, I had the Reddit comment that was like, what has Cap done all year? And I'm just like, it's a really weird comment considering who worked both the DPCs. He's like, besides that invite to the any major, what has he done? I was just like, I, I did work. Yeah. Both seasons. You must mean? not watch Europe, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there was a, a hefty amount of irony, I think, in a lot of these comments where basically people wanted to be able to say B Cup should have been invited and they would tear other people down. Now, there's no problem with like wanting somebody to get invited. This, again, happens every single year. Somebody who works hard and is probably deserving of an invite does not get invited. Can I, can, can I do it? Can, can, can I be the example? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Why the fuck's Peter there over B-Cop? Oh, my God. Like, Jesus. What did he do all year? B-Cop literally casted, like, every game in, in SEA. And fucking, fucking PPD nepotism, am I right? Yes. So the, the funny thing is, is I actually went through the list. Every single person that is not a host um, or, like, doing interviews or whatever. Like, every single analyst, caster, etc. Like, the normal group of interchangeable talent... Uh, every single one of them worked the DPC to some extent. Even PPD, um, who worked the North American side of things, every single one of them worked uh, the DPC to some extent. There's not a single person who did not work uh, the DPC in any fashion and still got hired. Um, you know, God's got like all the BTS guys, they did North America. Maybe they didn't do it full time, but they were doing NA. Uh, the pro players, they popped in mostly for, for NA. Um, some people are like, why is Gareth there? Well, he did all of, of, of South America. And the thing is that people would, would just like tear down other talent and, and especially talent that were not in the same role as B Cop and shit all over them. Um, and then again get into these conspiracy theories of uh nepotism which is funny for ti invites because i feel like ti invites usually have the least amount of um what is traditional nepotism and yeah. and part of the yeah sorry go ahead i mean like mo most of the time every ti you see people who are just fresh right like Oh, hey, look, it's Chobra. Oh, hey, look, it's Red Eye. It's DJ Weed. It's Day 9. It's, you know, uh, if, if Sumi didn't work one of the majors, it would have been like, oh, hey, it's Sumi. Right now, it's, hey, look, it's Frankie, right? Like, there, there's always mm. people who, who are kind of brought in for TI. Yeah. There, there are people who have no connections or, or at least very little connections to the traditional Dota talent um, and are brought in because, well, 
just thinks they're good, right? They've they've showcased it in other esports. They have a tendency, again, <laughs> I like to kind of say that it seems like uh, Valve doesn't like uh, a, a Dota hosts. Um, they'll they'll just constantly be pulling hosts from other games um, mm-hmm. into for TI. And Frankie's the newest example of that. The the thing is about nepotism in a talent industry um, is the fact that there is no metrics to be able to say who is a a better caster right because like there is personal taste involved right like i think i'm a pretty damn good commentator but there's some people who hate me and will mute as soon as i show up on screen right uh objectively i think there are some some talents you can measure objectively but overall it mostly comes down to to a taste thing right mm-hmm. do you like this commentator um and so that's why it's easy to be able to call nepotism because it's like you you like it's naturally going to come down to the taste of the people making the decision right tournament organizers have usually people in charge of talent and that person gets to to be able to decide who they want to to be able to represent their company and and their show, and they're gonna go through some vods and stuff, and and they're gonna find people that they think that they like their style or fits the style of the show that they want to be able to put on, and you know I'm sure Valve does the same, right? It's like it's a group of of people I'm sure that just kind of like decide who they think is is good or not, and ultimately I think people uh. If you really want to be able to compare B-Cop to other people, you need to be able to compare it to the right people, right? So B-Cop should be in, right? There are 32 invites. For whatever reason, the number is 32, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to get B-Cop in, you need to replace somebody else. Owen, Cap, uh, Gareth, Moxie, lyrical i think that's it those are your play-by-play casters so in order for bcom to get in he needs to replace one of those aforementioned people um sun's fan (laughs) and sun's fan sorry sorry sun's fan right and i'll just say like owen's untouchable right um i'm not untouchable but but you probably get a silver medal and a lot of people are really excited about that one yeah, like I'm I'm pretty far up there, okay? I think Sunsfan and Cinderin have put together a, an amazing product. Cinderin is a must-have for every single TI. Uh and Sunsfan is getting better and better as a play-by-play caster and their duo is super awesome. Um so yeah, you're going to invite them. Lyrical Trent. Uh they did the NA DPC this year. They've been a staple in the Dota 2 scene for a while. Um, and their duo is also very good. They've got a unique energy to them. And Valve obviously really likes that energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be that like Valve secretly are like buddy, buddy with lyrical or something. They obviously just like, uh, the, the, the product that they put forward and it's hard not to, have you guys ever talked to lyrical or Trent? They're both very wholesome, happy people. They put on just good, positive vibes. I love Lyrical so much. Yeah. Dude, Lyrical's a great dude. I, I, I think Lyrical's just an amazing person, right? So they, they really like that duo. They had them casting the lower bracket finals of um, TI8, 
I think it was. I think it was in TIA. I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both me uh, and and Toby uh, did not work the, the did not cast the final day. And it was actually Lyrical Trent, which was kind of a surprise. But obviously Valve likes the product that they put forward, right? So they get rehired. Well, not a surprise. Valve has already shown that they really like the product that they put forward. And they have worked this DPC. Uh, next up, Moxie, right? Well, Moxie has also worked uh, both seasons of the DPC. She has been working very, very hard on this. Uh, also, if you take her away, you're also taking one of the few women in the scene, which I know some people are going to be bothered by that argument. But the truth is, you can, you have to acknowledge that Moxie has definitely put in the work. She is a good commentator. Even if you don't like her style, you have to at least accept that she is at least passable. She has good mechanical skills of play-by-play -play casting. No matter like how much you, you may say something, I don't like her voice or something like that. She is good at play-by-play. -play. Anyone who tears Moxie down... In Basically, everyone who tries to tear Moxie down does so from a gross angle. So, like, yeah. you know, c c come at it correct, please, because she deserves to be there. Yeah, may maybe, again, it's perfectly fine for you not to not like the style of commentator. Uh, again, people don't like my style. Uh, that, that like pe Some people don't like Owen's style, you know? And I think Owen's fantastic, right? So that, that is acceptable. Um, but you can't argue against her, like, deserving to be there. And so... The last one, and probably the, the, the guy who's probably going to get picked on the most for, you know, why isn't B-Cop in compared to X person, of, of an actual valid candidate. I see most of the people complaining about Effie being invited uh, just because she, oh, she only worked, she got invited to, to major for free and whatever because Kyle something something, and now she's just working TI all of a sudden. Like, do you guys not remember all the Reddit threads that were going around at the Animator? Yeah. Kyle scouted good talent. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, Kyle scouted out good talent. He thought this person would be good. He 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 made sure that that we play hired them, taking a chance on them. They ended up being really good, so it means Kyle was right that he did scout out good talent in that regard. And she ended up being really good. She got a lot of praise for it, and Valve probably liked her as well. And they obviously saw the community liked her, so of course she's going to get invited. Um but like of people who are actually valid, like let's, let's, yes. Oh, uh, people who are actually like valid to choose yeah, would up? be like Gareth, right? Like Dad? why is B-Cop not there Dad? in like, why isn't he there instead of Gareth? And Gareth has probably been working the longest of, of almost any of these like new or ish casters, right? He's been working for, almost a decade at this point he has been casting for I, I don't know actually when he started but i do know that when i was coming on the scene he was already a thing i've right? i met him at like a Benaroyal royal hall ti like that's yeah. you know <laughs> yeah so seven like, eight years he had been, he's been working nonstop, not giving up, even though he didn't like ever like make it into the tier one and get invited to a bunch of events. He has not stopped and been working at this the entire time. He worked all of South America. Um, and, and I think he put on a pretty good product with him in 1437, who I was actually surprised was not invited. Um, and so, yeah, like he got invited too. You can't claim nepotism on that one. You cannot claim nepotism because I hardly, I, I doubt Gareth has any connections to, to Valve, as most casters do not. Valve, you guys think like the community is like, Valve is so mysterious, they don't talk to you. But you guys think they magically talk to the commentators? 
No. You think they magically talk to the talent? Like, no. You know, they don't got like, time for that. For the most part, they're as isolated to Valve as as large parts of the community are. They are as unknowing of what goes behind the the Valve Valve doors as as uh, as everybody else. So, it, you know, Gareth worked his ass off for years and years and years. Uh, he, he finally got a bit of a bump. Has gotten an opportunity, and Valve decided to hire him. I personally was quite surprised that B-Cop was not invited because I think he's a good commentator. He's worked all year year round and there's a lot of people pushing for him. That's the biggest reason, right? The community it's... clearly backs B-Cop. So I was surprised he wasn't invited, but to be disappointed is different than being accusatory and being like, ah, oh, this is all nepotism. Somehow this is Kyle's fault. <laughs> like, can I, what? Can I put forth a better argument? Yeah. Can, can, can I think I can solve all these woes real quickly? Man, how come they couldn't have just hired two more casters? Done, right? Like, like there's, there's. Uh. It's like, why are you competing for a certain amount of spots when really, like, what solves this problem? Money. What do Valve have infinite amounts of? Money. <laughs> All you have to do is just agree to pay two more people. But then that's a slippery slope, right? Because then the bubble yeah. shifts to the next two people. Because if you're talking about, you know, bringing on uh, a B cop in black, then suddenly. It's going to be, what about John X Fire and MLP? It's going to be, mm -hmm. you know, what about 1437? It's going to be, what like, you know, that argument will keep on going until people artificially feel like it's not worth it to argue about talent anymore, right? But every TI, we have this thing where someone is just on the bubble and gets left out. Yeah. And you're right that, you know, if, if you look at the amount of work put in, it's really hard to not argue that, like, B-Cop couldn't be here. Like, I, I understand mm -hmm. a lot of people who were upset about him not being hired. I think that that's valid. What bothers me is the same thing that bothers you is that you have to like put people up like like they're, you know, fucking in in Street Fighter, and it's like ah, Gareth versus B Cop and fight. Like no, like that's that's not good for for Gareth. It's not good for B Cop. It's not good for you because you're making a shitty argument. Like there's there's other ways to go about it, and it's a bummer that someone is always not there. Yeah. It's happened every single year. I actually talked to Slacks and Trent. I was just uh, talking about TI invites in general, and they, they just kind of like hopped on. And Trent had the same thing happen for him at TI7. I think he tweeted out even that he was like, I would have made TI better or something like that. Like he was pretty disappointed that he didn't get invited for TI7. Next year he did, right? Um, I remember Coddle Guy was not invited for like TI6 or something like that. And the community made a, a big push to, to get him invited. Um, funnily enough, they, they actually did end up inviting Dakota after the community got, uh, got rather upset about it. And, um, <laughs> and the, the thing is, is that like part of the reason why you can't just hire just more talent is in order to fit Dakota in, they had to, uh, they had to just kick somebody else in the knees and the shins <laughs> and that person was Yori. Yori ended up getting half of his games cut uh, for the group stage cast in order to fit in Dakota. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, there is just like, you can't just keep hiring for whatever reason they set the number at 32. Like if I'm, do if I'm running a broadcast, I'm determining how many people I, I need, how many, exactly how many people I want slash need for this broadcast before I'm determining who I'm going to invite. Right. And I would expect most tournament organizers would do the same. So the, uh, the, they will, for whatever reason they happen upon 32 or 28 or something like that. 
talent that they needed or maybe more like 22, like basically interchangeable talent or six play-by-play casters, however that number goes. Um, and that's, that's what they decided on. And yeah, it's so the community just got really, really fucking gross. Uh, I don't care if you're insulted by that. I think this whole fiasco that's been happening for the last week was pretty disgusting. Um, and I think there are, again, some pretty crazy conspiracy theories going on uh, where people are legit talking about like the talent cabal and like running wild with nepotism and stuff like that. Um, has when, B-Cop- again, I think it's ironic because TI is probably one of those events that has the least nepotism ties and probably what is somewhat objective. You can't be objective when deciding talent, but like there, there aren't connections that people are getting hired from. Right. Has Peacock commented on any of this? Um, yeah, he kind of did. Um, he, he had a tweet that was basically like, Hey, like, I appreciate the support, but like, don't put, uh, people down and stuff like that. Um, he did one of those tweets that was, um, one of those reaction tweets, which was, you know, really sad. I didn't make it sort of deal. Every, every talent does that. Right. It's, um, I want to be sympathetic, but I also want to like, kind of say how it is when and I, I have done this. I'm, I'm saying this as somebody who has done this. Okay. When you do a public reaction to that, you are kind of fishing for like people to like pull for you. And like, it feels good, you know, because you just got hit. You just got kicked in the balls, you know, and you're like, fuck, I didn't make it. And it feels good to be able to like for, for you basically put out this line and like, hey, this really sucks. And you what you get back is a whole bunch of compliments talking about how good you are as a caster and how you should have been there. Ego it makes you feel a lot yeah. better. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice ego boost after again, which is pretty much a, a kick in the balls because everybody really wants T.I. And obviously with the amount of B-Cop uh, amount that B-Cop has been working, um, he obviously wanted it really badly. So I, 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 I do feel bad for him. And in, in some ways, I do think he should have been invited. I was surprised he was not. But, you know, you know, you know, who what it is. You know who should have been invited? You know who should have been invited? You know who made me mad that's not there? Mm. My favorite caster, Gork. Oh, uh, yeah, that was another one. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Oh, my God. All right, so... Yes? (laughs) Obviously, people are uh, disappointed that B-Cop wasn't invited. A lot of people pushed for him. And then the other person who there's a lot of fans of um, and maybe has in somewhat a less traditional claim uh, to being hired for TI, but at the same time has has tons of fans, is is Gort. Um, and I say somewhat less legitimate claim is is simply for the fact that it's. I think it is natural that the people who work the DPC year round uh, do get some sort of leg up. Um, I don't think talent should be decided based off of how much you work. I think it should be decided on. What's going to make good, the best broadcast? Yeah, what's going to make the be- best broadcast, right? And and that, again, is subjective, but the person who's making the decision just has to to be aware of that and try and do the best they can. And, um, yeah, Gorp, Gorp had, uh, has had quite a lot to say on the matter. <laughs> and I am 
utterly flabbergasted at um, at some of the things that he said on on broadcast, like while he's streaming. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, Gorp. I understand Gorp's uh, disappointment, and I don't think I, I think he is he has put in the work of like he's been streaming nonstop, right? And he has put in the work of casting games on his own channel. I I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, he wanted to be able to get invited. Apparently, Valve did invite him. Um, Wait, they, they invited him and some other streamers for some sort of fun thing. So they invited him to be able to go to TI. Um, he says there wasn't any money involved, but I I kind of doubt like money was a problem. I, I I feel like I feel like Valve usually compensate for these sort of things. But either way, like he says that they were invited and that they uh, like streamers were invited and he wasn't happy to do whatever Valve wanted to have him involved in. And he wanted to be more involved and he pushed for that uh, apparently. And, uh, and he says that he went back and forth with, I he said Bruno. And then he straight up put like what Bruno's messages were to him or emails or something like that Ooh, on air, which is like really fucking do, weird. Do not like do that. <laughs> leaking private correspondence in any sort of situation is always like a do fine line to go through. And that. I don't think there was enough of a grievance to be leaking uh, a oh. private private messages between people. That that was like I, so I was blown away by that. I was just like, what the fuck? Like that is just super weird and. Um, and I don't like I get he's disappointed, but I guess I don't feel bad for him because he he was invited to to do something. And you, yeah, you're not going to get 100 to zero like you're not going to not work any events at all. Um, and I know he's been invited to events like and to not work any events at all and then just straight up be able to cast. I know he, he didn't say he asked for much yet cast a game or something even that is like well you haven't like been on a professional broadcast you haven't been on a, a panel like this is a live event people want to be able to see some sort of like oh that's what i can expect to see from that person i get that streaming is a live affair and stuff but like it does make sense not that the same. was like not the yeah. same not the same not the same not i mean you're same. talking to the production man right here what why not is that same. not the same joey why is streaming and and um and broadcasting in general uh, for productions different. So there's going to be a thousand right answers to this that'll all be valid. If I can just take a swipe at one and where my brain goes to first, someone who streams all the time is super comfortable with their own setup. They know their audience. They know what they like to do. They know what they don't like to do. They dictate all of their rules, right? Mm. As soon as that person gets into a situation where they are no longer in control of the product and they either have a producer in their ear or like you know they, they, they just need to be on they, they need to be withstanding the stress of like hey i'm the person talking in front of a million people right now that's different it's not the mm. same it is not the same skill set they're very transferable i think that you can take someone who's a really good streamer and turn them into good talent with like you yeah. know the 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 right ambition <clears throat> the right practice and the right all that right but just to yeah. go sight unseen for someone who's popular 
not not the play because again like you're saying you just want to make sure that you have the best broadcast possible and how do you do that you minimize risk mm. that makes sense yeah I, th- I think that that makes a lot of sense uh, the biggest thing the chord that struck me is that the fact that streamers have an audience that they have curated right they are themselves and they have or hopefully they are themselves, right? And people are drawn to that. And there are other people who aren't drawn to that and just walk away, right? They don't, even though one of the things that really bothered me about this, a side note about this is that I I read some of the, so I I listened to some of the VOD because I wanted to be able to talk about it here. Um, But I don't, I don't watch Gorp. I don't, I don't watch Bulldog. I don't watch most Dota streamers, to be honest. Um, There are very few Twitch streamers in general that I watch, period. Um, And, what really fucking bothered me, I, I thought Gorp was was honestly pretty, I, th- I think he was acting pretty entitled. But what bothered me more was like a whole bunch of, of Reddit comments like psychoanalyzing Gorp and like talking about like all the, oh, you could really, she, he, you're like, I agree. I, I feel like he was being a bit entitled. But I see all these comments were like, oh, you, you remember that instance of blah, blah, blah. And like, you could see over the last six months or something like that. And it was just like, if you don't like him, why do you watch him? Like that actually bothered me the most out of this entire situation was the Reddit comments who were clearly like really new Gorp uh, or at least thought they think they do in this weird parasocial relationship that is streaming. Right. And, and they have collected data over months of watching this person and have now think they've got this person down to, they know them through and through. And then they explain to everybody else what this person's really like, which one you don't, and I don't care what you, how much of the streaming you've actually watched. That's not actually the case. Um, and, and two, it's like, you're obviously like bothered by some of the character that you see there. Like, why do you watch? I yep. think, like that part that part bothered me a lot. I was just like, this is so it felt so weird and gross reading people. There there are a lot of people flaming Gorp, which is why I don't want to go too far in on it. Uh, I think the community's kind e- of already easy target saying way more than they need to say, but yeah. Can I can I hypothesize about the idea of Valve wanting to get streamers out to TI to do for fun content? Yeah, go for it. What a fun way to take away any any broadcast competition. If if you invite Gork, <laughs> no, no, like you're laughing. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But like, if you take Gork and Bulldog and uh, mm-hmm. other popular streamers and f- fly them out to TI, give them a nominal amount of money, put them put them up, give them a ticket, let them hang out with their friends for a week. They're not streaming. They're not yeah. streaming over your event. I I will say I don't think. TI has to worry about that but yeah I would say almost any other like regular tournament organizer um, that would be a legitimate play and I it's probably a play that again I don't think like I know tournament organizers have offered money to streamers just to not stream their event uh, so you know like I, I have no doubt that that sort of idea has probably been put out there uh, but I'm I not sure if streamers would actually take up on it. I think it's only because of the fact that it's TI in the first place that they would even uh, consider it. So, yeah, the uh, it's it's also very similar to those those casting competitions. You know, it's kind of a similar thing. It's a very shrewd way to be able to save some money. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, the one thing I do know is that uh, we've been complaining about stuff for almost an hour and a half. So some people are going to be very excited about that. And other people are going to be like, Jesus, are they ever going to shut the fuck up? I got to go cook dinner. So for the latter, we should probably uh, let people go cook dinner or do whatever else yeah. they're doing. Um, I should mention that I listened to the album you suggested. At the oh, show. yeah. Yes, our media recommendations. What'd you think? I think that I need more of an intro course to hip hop from you. Mm. How much hip hop do you listen to? Minimal, like like truly minimal, like like okay. significantly less than you do, because because here's the thing: the thing is that I recognize that I was. I think a lot of times when I listen to new music, I at a base level don't like it until I listen to it a couple times. Even with albums okay. I like, I feel like first listenings are never great. So I, I listened to the first half of the album twice during two different gym sessions. And like I enjoyed the music in the sense of like, oh yeah, like like I'm moving, I'm lifting weights, like like this is cool. But I was I never had a moment of like, oh man, this is super sick. And I don't know if that's because I'm just not trained or have enough of my like own curated hip-hop taste to be able to understand what i like because i was just mm. able to identify like ah those are cool beats or oh that was a smart lyric but i feel like that's not enough to come to like a full media experience so so maybe I need maybe maybe I need more of like a like like a Caps Hip Hop 101 and then like work my way in, into enjoying it broader more because I've never sit down and okay. tried to do that I I've never sat down and tried to be like let me get into this genre of music that I don't listen to a ton outside of like either certain artists or like you know I guess certain artists. Hmm. Okay. That's a that's an interesting idea. I don't think I, <laughs> I feel like when you're describing it though, you were like, ah, that's a smart, oh, that's a really cool beat, you know, good lyric. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> what, what else, what else is there? What else are you expecting? <laughs> I, I'm not sure what the, the rest of the tie-in really is. Like I, if you're, if you're enjoying the sounds and occasionally you hear a lyric or, or something, something that strikes a chord with you and you know, like the words that are being said resonate in some way, and the 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 instruments that are being played makes you bob your head or dance side to side in some way. <laughs> For me, I'm just like, okay, what's left? Okay, I'm realizing what you're saying is a very fair point and correct criticism. I I don't know. Maybe like like what is the difference for me to being able to like listen to a Kesha song and be like ah dude sick lyric nice beat like I want to dance versus versus listening to something else and being like oh sick lyric nice beat right I I I don't know I don't mm -hmm. know maybe I don't understand music what's that what's that Kesha wake up in the morning feeling like P Diddy. <laughs> I'll, th that line will never not get me lit. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be like eighty something years old, and and uh -huh. TikTok and like TikTok's gonna come out of place. So I'm gonna be like, fuck yeah, let's have some white claws, <laughs> like immediately.
All right. Well, maybe that's what my future media recommendations will be to you is that I will, I have no idea. Like, I'm not going to put myself forward as like some sort of hip hop expert. Uh, but maybe I, I can, uh, put forward some hip hop albums. More things and, that you like. Uh, yeah, just, just give me more stuff that you see, like. And see what hits and yeah. Yeah. What takes with you and what doesn't. And then, then we'll be able to, yeah. Okay. You can figure it out. What, what what hip hop albums have you listened to, or what hip hop songs do you really like? Oh God, I feel on the spot. Lose yourself, Eminem. Anything there? Any any old hip hop? Tribes Called Quest. How do you remember? Like anything there? How how am I gonna be like a like 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 a white person and then be like, oh yeah, you know, like I I, I like hip hop, like you know, the uh, Lose Yourself was like a great album. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing if you like if you like the the song lose yourself which is obviously very popular that does give me some sort of idea of what you do like so do you like that song um yeah i do i i like most okay. of that music but i also like most of that yeah. music that has rihanna on it because i actually really just like rihanna a lot so you know it's complicated okay um, oh, well if you like rihanna okay that's the where you still have a direction here with hip-hop okay yeah i, I, what, I else, what do you like of rihanna most everything <laughs> i i'm a real like that sm snm song i i mm-hmm. i like uh i like a lot of energy i guess i enter high energy i i i guess i like a lot of energy do you do you um do you stay away from uh energy that is more for lack of a better word gangster I I would say that I skew away from it, but I'm not opposed mm. to it. Okay. Um, do you do, and and I, do you I, lean more pop, right? I like, do one lean the... more pop because like I, I because like okay. I really like and, and this might be like I I really liked um, Invasion of Privacy. I I, I liked Cardi's album quite a okay. bit. I definitely didn't didn't watch that, didn't listen to that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I I think I have an idea of what uh, I'm probably gonna put forward to you. Uh, I'll probably link you. I think I'm gonna li- link you because I'm very curious what you feel about it. Uh, I think I'm gonna link forward a Brockhampton album for Joey. I don't know which one yet. It might be Saturation Two or Three, which are probably two of the better ones. Uh, it could be the latest one, which I forget the name of. I'm I'm just curious what uh, what Joey's reaction because that has a nice mix of. Um, because they're like the the hip hop version of a boy band, and uh, I feel like that might strike some chords with a combination of you liking hot plus you growing up in the '90s and boy bands being a thing. So okay, okay, I I I will I will take a Brock Hampton from you and bring it to the gym, and then I will okay. report back. Okay. Sounds good. You got any recommendations for me? God, other than that, I've okay. I've I've got one other thing to wrap up. Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like I was just assigning homework to people. Like everybody, let's go, let's go, listen to Brockhampton. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hit, I'll hit you next week with something. I, I, I don't want to okay. overload people with too much homework. Okay. Uh, final thing I have is coming up. I just want to say that I am doing um the show at BTS, the Open AI show. It's already gone up on on Reddit. 
Um, basically, there has been a documentary put together um, about OpenAI and their experience in Dota 2 and their sort of journey um, from starting off in the 1v1 mids at TI7 um, and then losing at TI8 and then being able to uh, take on the uh, world champs OG um, at that OpenAI event that they did. So uh, I am both going to be hosting that. I'm actually also in the documentary uh, a bit as well. I will just say that the documentary is fantastic. Um, so I would highly encourage people to actually uh, tune into the broadcast. You know, you can tune out the beginning and you can tune out the end, but we are going to be showing the, the actual documentary on the stream. Um, and I think that is really, really good. Um, Isn't there so a show I match? highly encourage people to watch it. Is... I, I think it'll get you hyped for TI. That is that is one of the things that uh, I actually really liked about it because it struck some chords with me. I got really hyped for TI and stuff like that, and like just thinking about like how much Dota matters in my life got me got me pretty amped. So um, yeah, I know there was a Reddit thread about like, hey, I need stuff to hype me up for TI. I think this will help do the trick. So and then afterwards, there's an OG Beast Coast game. And then there's also an OG Beast Coast game, some sort of, um, yeah, some sort of fun match that's going to be happening. That's going to have Owen and Lacoste casting, so you know the casting is going to be really fun. Uh, they they make a very fun duo together. Uh, I'm going to be hosting alongside Sumichu for the the actual hosting part of it. So yeah, check that out. And that's Friday. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Friday the 24th, September 24th. Anyone who's listening to this podcast late, like you, you go watch the VOD. But if you're watching before Friday and you're listening the week this was released, you should go check it out. It yeah. says, I'm looking at a graphic. It says uh, Friday the 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 7 p.m. CEST. Yep, yep, yep. And that's it for me. Uh, oh, I also am ten tonight uh, doing some uh, some voice acting stuff that I talked about earlier. So that's happening in two hours. So go get warmed up, uh, baby. You gotta go get those yeah. cords warmed up. Yes, wish me luck. Good luck, Cap. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs>